And welcome to Reim Ahuvim. This is Rabbi Yitz Greenfield, MS Marriage and Family Therapy. I am so happy you're joining me today on jrootradio.com. Thank you for waiting for me. Uh, started a little bit late today, but why? we are so happy that you're all joining us here on jrootradio.com, where you can reach us at jrootradio.com, jrootradio hotline, jrootradio at apps. There's so many ways to listen. Here is what we do. We try to learn and develop new skills and tools to renew and strengthen the connection you have with your spouse. We do this not only from a social science perspective, but we use the Torah as our guide and source of navigation. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, so happy you're joining me today. We have so much to talk about. First of all, uh, today is a live show. I don't know when you're listening to this, but if you're listening to this on Thursday, the 11th day of Shvat, the 21st day of January, we are live. You might be listening to this on Monday. By the way, I, I got a phone call the other day asking me, telling me, you know, Rabbi Greenfield, you have your show on Thursdays, but the men really have to listen. I don't know how many men are listening on Thursday. So, so I want to mention to you, we do have a show also. This show will be rebroadcast, Bezrat Hashem, on Monday night. It's always rebroadcast Monday night at 10 p.m. So whatever you're hearing now, you're going to hear it on Monday, and you might not actually be hearing this on Monday. Last week, we had a Baruch Hashem, I, I, think, I feel I had a lot of Siyad Hashem in last week's show. The reason I say this is because Baruch Hashem, I got a lot of tremendous feedback last week's show. A lot. You know, sometimes you get feedback, Baruch Hashem, we always get feedback, but certain shows, like, whoa, like a lot of feedback there. So thank you for all your feedback. I really appreciate that. We, we were talking about last week, it was how marriage takes so much work. Every day, marriage takes so much work. And I was quoting a lot of things that I heard actually from a Ruben Feinstein on a fabulous marriage schmooze that he gives. He actually gave it to me. He gave me his marriage CDs. And we were talking about uh, the topic also of giving musr to your wife and giving musr, meaning rebuking. See, you see that your spouse is doing something that's not kehalacha, how you handle that. And I want to tell you that, you know, whenever, whenever we have like one of these, I should say, um, powerful, powerful topics, which, uh, which are so important, it t- touches a lot of people's daily lives, we get a lot of feedback. And, and um, what, what I also feel sometimes, honestly, is that sometimes I feel like I'm stepping on some of your toes a little bit. Like I'm stepping on your toes a little bit. I don't mean like hurting you, but stepping on your toes. Meaning some of you might be doing things or have been doing things in the past which really is not Kederich HaTayra. Not Kederich what the Tayra, what B'nai Tayra, what G'daylam are telling us to do, what, what Chazal is telling us to do. And a lot of you, you know, some, no, I shouldn't say, some of you sometimes contact me, are you sure, what are the sources to that? And what I have to say is that thank you so much for all the positive feedback and thank you for those of you who also question my sources because I went actually back to, well, well I wouldn't get a chance to speak to Ruvain, but I actually went to someone, a very, someone who was very close to him in the yeshiva and we sh- went through the whole schmooze with it again and Baruch Hashem, he gave me many more sources, what Ruvain was saying and, and, and the issues that we were speaking about before and I want to talk about some of that because I want to clarify, not clarify really, but I want to bring some of the sources to what we spoke about last week. I want to speak, bring some of the sources, number one. And number two, I want to really embolden and solidify what we spoke about yesterday. 
excuse me, last week. I want to embolden and solidify what we spoke about. And I was thinking, should I discuss this again? And I'm like, you know what? No, I have to discuss it again because some of you had doubts. Not all, not, most of you, most of you, Baruch Hashem, thank you for all the great feedback. But some of you had doubts and I had to speak to you over the phone and then you're like, oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. So I, I want to go over this so it's very important, both men and women to hear this. And I, I, let me, for those of you who don't know what we were talking about again last week, we were talking about giving Musr to your wife giving muster to your husband, the Indian of Teichacha, and how to go about it. How to go about, if you see that your, your wife or your husband is doing something that's questionable behalacha, or that's not according to halacha, how do you go about that? You just go over there and tell them, hey, what you're doing is usher. It's usher what you're doing. Excuse me, do you know that it's usher? How could you wear that dress? Okay, now like this. Let's start, let's start with the Gemara, okay? We're going to start with a Gemara, and this is a Gemara, you can look it up, it's a Gemara in, and ladies, <laughs> I think this is a Gemara that you, you can listen to as well. It's a very, very important Gemara, it's, it's on Yevamis, Daf Samach Beis, Amud Beis, the Gemara speaks like this, it's Tanu Rabbanan, the Rabbanan learnt in Ebraisa. Ha'ayhev is ishtay kagufay, somebody who loves his wife like himself, and someone who honors his wife more than himself, and somebody who leads his, his sons and his daughters in the proper path, the straight path, and someone who gets married on him. The Pasuk says, and you should know, that peace is in your tent. Now, this Gemara is actually bought, well, it's, it's, we, we call it, you see, use the Lashon, codified. It was codified in the Rambam. And the Rambam writes what? The Rambam writes, Hilchas Ishus, Halacha Yutas. He writes, Kasa, V'chein Tzobu Chachamim. She'yehei Adam Mechabed Ist Ishto Yoser Megufo. That a person should make sure to honor his wife more than himself. You hear this, gentlemen? This is not my words. This is the Rambam. Hilchis Ishus Halachi Yutes. And it's, it's this book from Gemara. That a person has to honor his wife more than himself. And he should love her like himself. Now, this is very interesting, a fabulous Rashi. Rashi is brought down in Yavamis, where it says that you have to honor your wife more than yourself. And think about it, one second, why do I have to honor my wife more than myself? Okay, I have to honor my wife, but why more than myself? What's the deal with that? Listen to this amazing Rashi. Rashi says, Dizilusa de itza kasha midagavra. Because the cheapening of a woman is more difficult for her than a man. And Rabbi, there's, there's, a, there's a fabulous, fabulous book, book on... on uh, on Torah sources for Shalom Bayes and Shalom Bayes skills and tools, written by Rabbi Travis. It was actually written in the 1970s. It is in Lashon HaKadosh, a fabulous book, has tremendous, tremendous askamas. I believe it was Yaakov Kabanetsky, maybe Rabbi Moshe, I'm not, I don't remember, but written by Rabbi Travis. It's in Lashon HaKadosh. I don't even know if it's in print. But uh, th- th- this, th- this, this book actually it sort of like ties everything together. He brings down, he brings out a, a Gemara in Bab Metziah. We all know, I'm, 
shouldn't say, I shouldn't say we all know this Gemara. Hopefully we all know this Gemara. If not, it'll be new to you. Daf nun What does the Gemara say? The Gemara says, Le'olam, Yihei, Adam, Zahir, Be'onoas, Ishto. A person should always be extremely careful with hurting his wife's feelings. Now, it says, Ayinas, we're talking about a Isser. I don't know if many of you realize this. But there is actually a iser. We are not allowed to hurt someone else's feelings. Not just a not. Oh, don't hurt his feelings. Don't hurt my feelings. Not nice. In fact, not nice. It's usr. It's called a nasdvarim, and it's an iser. So it says here you have to be very careful with your wife not to hurt her feelings. Why? Because her tears are commonly found. Her ona, meaning hurting her feelings. Is, 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 is very probable. Therefore, a man should be very careful not to hurt his wife's feelings. And Forget about the whole Shalom Bayez thing. <laughs> of course, Shalom Bayez. Talking about an Isra, a love, that what? You're not allowed to hurt someone's feelings. You're going to hurt your wife's feelings. You'll be over Navera. It's very simple. You'll be over Navera. And you have to be careful with your wife. And that's what means that Rashi brings down, when Rashi brings down, seems to allude to that, that what? That the cheapening of a woman is more, is more common than the cheapening of a man. Or where's the Lushan over here? One second, I don't want to misquote. The Lushan again is in this rash. Dizilusa de itzakasha midagavra. The cheapening of a woman is much more, much, much, much more difficult for a woman than for a man, right? Much more difficult than a woman for a man. Be very careful not to hurt, not to hurt our wives' feelings. We have to be so careful not to hurt our wives' feelings. Very, very important. Now, last week I mentioned from a Ruvain. Something it was a big chiddush, a tremendous chiddush, and he was yeah. And you can listen to his CDs; from phenomenal. That he was saying what? That he was saying that there are three things that obviously you know when it comes to tires and mishpacha, Shabbos, Kashrus, <laughs> you know, it better exist in your house. You know what I'm saying? But but talking about front people, Shabbos, Shabbos, right? But let's say there's a halacha, some sort of question. I, and I said last week, questionable halacha. But let's say halacha. It's a halacha that your wife, you know, your wife is doing something that, you know, I don't know, it's not exactly, could you have a taina on your wife? Meaning, could you, could you give her a get for that? As if to say, and without a ksuba? No, no, no. How about a woman for a man? Your husband's not going to minion. He's not davening mincha with a minion. How did you marry him? When you married him, did he did he daven mincha with a minion? Could you go to Besdin and, and, and you know what? That's it. That's it. Uh, you know, obviously we're talking about extreme cases. This, please, this is like a big asterisk over here. This is not a practical issue. It's a theoretical issue, right? Could you go to Besdin and say, you know what? That's it. I spoke to him about. It. He's not going to mincha with a minion. I want my get, and it's over. You know, Tainus, That's who you married. Now, does that mean we shouldn't speak to our spouse about halacha? Oh, wow. No, no, no. Sometimes we have to speak to our spouse about halacha. And definitely, certain issues are pivotal in our houses. I mean, if a husband's not wearing tefillin, uh, if the wife is, 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 is wearing things that are connected halacha, those are serious issues. But be so careful. Be so careful. If you, because what's... what's what is the, the, the number one mission in your house? Gentlemen, yes, I'm talking to you. The number one mission in your house is to maintain shalom, is not to place an ema yesera in your house, not to place a, a, a threatening type of aura in your house. Like the Ramam says, we don't want to place that. The Maral speaks about marriage. He says the number one. What's the most important? 
important for the man's mission is to make sure that the yud and the hay become attached. The yud of the ish, the hay of the of the woman, for them to come become attached. It's all a matter of shalom. You're gonna go to your wife and you're gonna say to her, "Why are you wearing that?" It's gonna get halacha. Now I, I'm gonna tell you something. I'm gonna tell you something. I'm not saying that it's not is not pivotal. Of course, it's pivotal, but it's also probably more pivotal that you don't hurt your wife's feelings and you just go to her and say to her, why are you wearing that? It's not going to halacha. You can't wear that. I'm sorry. It's not going to halacha. Because two things might come out of that. Number one, number one, is Einas Dvarim. And Einas Dvarim is interconnected with Teichacha. As a matter of fact, both of them we learn, I believe, I think it's Pars Kodeshim, that they're both brought together, right? It's Teichacha, and I actually spoke this morning with a, with a big Talmud Chacham. I don't know if he wants me to quote his name or not, but you can call me later on, I'll tell you. But I spoke with a tremendous Talmud Chacham this morning about it, and, and we just confirmed this, that what? Teichacha is a Bein Adam issue. It's not a Bein Adam L'Makam issue. Teichacha, when you give someone Teichacha, you have to be extremely careful. You're going to give, you're going to rebuke someone, you're going to give muster to someone. You have to be extremely careful not to hurt his feelings, not to hurt her feelings. Very, very careful. As Milchapetz Chaim brings it down, Sayyid Rachinich speaks about it. You speak, when you're speaking to your wife, anybody for that matter, and you're going to give them muster, the feeling that they have to get from you is that you love them and you care about them. And not that you're trying to control them or you know better than them or belittle them or bring them down. The feeling that they have to have from you when you're giving them muster is that you love them. And I want to tell you a little secret. With certain issues in your home, they're not going to feel that. And I'm saying this. I'm saying this relentlessly, as they say. And I'm repeating myself if I said last week. With certain issues, there are going to be trigger issues in your house. You know what those trigger issues are. And I will tell you, I see many, many times with couples that one of those trigger issues, I might not be, one of those trigger issues is the way your wife is dressing. And if you're going to start talking to her about how she dresses and just be completely open about it and say what you're wearing is keneged halacha, you're not allowed to wear that, I am telling you that you're going to be very nasty And that's not the way to speak to your spouse. You have to speak to your spouse in a loving, caring, connecting way. If you could manage to do that, then you're successful. If you're not managed to do that, then don't say it to her. There are other ways of getting the point across. I'm not trying to take away from the chashivas of tznias in the home. I, I'm going to reiterate that because that's not what I ever said and I'm not saying that. Very important to know. Tznias, of course, there's no question about tznias is up there. It's very up there. But let me tell you what's up there even more. What's up there even What HaKadosh Baruch Hu would erase his name for. What HaKadosh Baruch Hu would erase his name for, number one, is Shalom Bayis. And number two, Ainas Dvarim is a lav that's interconnected with what? Ainas Dvarim is a lav that's interconnected with Ben Adam Lechaveroi and the feeling of, 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 uh, of Musr. Musr and Ainas Dvarim is interconnected. You're going to give Musr to your wife and she's going to feel really bad and horrible. So I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. Now let's just move on to like realistic peoples. Let's be very realistic over here, okay? You're going to tell your wife what you're wearing is completely us or it's Keneged Halacha. That's, like, that's how you're talking to your wife, right? It's Keneged Halacha. Why? Because when she stands, it's covers her knee, but when she sits, it doesn't cover her knee. So you telling her it's, connect, it's completely connected. And by the way, this is not 
Bible, it's not halacha class. I'm not telling you what the halacha is or it's not. You can ask your Rav, you can ask your Paisik. But let's say you asked your Paisik and your Paisik told you that what? That a, 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 a skirt that covers the knee, but when she sits down and doesn't cover the knee, it's usr, usr garment. Let's say your Paisik tells you, right? I'm telling you right now, be very careful because you're going to tell it to your wife who's been wearing this all the time. This is the way she's wearing All of a sudden you decide it, you realize it's that. You're going to tell her, oh, you know, by the way, it's usr. It's usr. You can't wear it. It's usr. You Two things. First of all, she might outright tell you, I'm really not interested. Leave me alone. It's mutter and I'm not getting involved. That's number one of my shaydu. Or if you're more, if you have, if you have in your house a more of a totalitarian type of relationship, she might listen to you. Yeah, sure, she's going to listen to you. But she's going to resent you. She's, she's going to listen to you. She's going to resent you. It's like telling a seven-year-old, oh, you better do this, you better do that. That's not shalom bias. That's not what's supposed to be happening in your houses. You want to call me later about this? You can call me later about this. I have no problem. I can tell you this because I'm not basing this on my feelings. I'm basing this on the Torah, on Chazal, on the Gemaras, on the Rambam, on the Chinuch, on the Chafetz Chaim. I've had it verified by prestigious Talmidei Chachamim that what you don't speak like that to your wife Regardless of the chashivas of tzniyas, you want to get the point across, there are other ways of doing it. What are the other ways? Let me tell you some suggestions, and maybe you can figure some out on your own, right? There's like the fifth chelik of l'chshulchan Suggestion number one, which I'm telling you may or may not work. Number one, when she's wearing something that you actually like to compliment her. So that's number one. Suggestion number two, Sometimes she doesn't even realize what she's wearing, let's say. She just she doesn't look at it today. I know, something, whatever. She, the slit in the skirt, she doesn't have there's a slit in the skirt, let's say. Let's say, okay. I'm throwing this example at you, right? Let's say, right? And, and, and you say, oh, by the way, I, I don't know if you realize it. Take a look at the skirt. There might be a slit there. Oh, okay, fine. Oh, yeah, I didn't realize it. Very simple. I don't know if you didn't realize it. I don't know if you realized it. Very soft and gentle. Sometimes with your wives, you know that's not going to work. You tell them, I don't know if you realized it, but that doesn't really cover your knee. She's, gonna, she's going to slam you over the head for it either, or she'll be forced to do it and resent you. That's not acceptable. That's not teichacha. She's gonna, you're going to basically be, true, teichacha, you're not going to be mekayim as a teichacha because you're hurting her feelings. So, thank you, sir, Rabbi Greenfield. Sneers, come on, sneers in the house is so important. Of course it's so important. So figure out another way to communicate to her. Maybe you should not be the one speaking to her about it. Maybe you should find someone in the middle, maybe a Rebetzin or a Rav who she respects and use that as a proxy if you've verified that it's completely Keneged Halacha. Mind you, mind you, Reb says clearly, that what? That you technically don't have any really real tightness as far as the marriage. You have no marriage tightness to her. You have no tightness. But you're doing it because of the goodness of your heart because you care about her and you love her. And you don't want Chas Hashem to burn in Gehenim. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. So you want to communicate that to her. Is she being feeling loved for you? Does she feel like, wow, he loves me? Well, many of these issues are trigger issues. And you know what she's going to feel? She's going to feel like, this is not your business and don't get involved. Ladies, I'm talking to you as well. I'm sorry. I'm talking to you as well. If your husband is not going to a minion, of course he should be going to a minion. You can say, what do you mean you're not going to a minion? I understand. It's a minion. You have to go to a minion. It's not the way to speak to our husbands. You could say to him something else. Actually, I'm talking to ladies in a second. Back to the men. 
Men, be very, very, very careful for my nas devarm. I nas devarm intertwined with teichacha. If you're going to hurt her feelings, it's not teichacha. You shouldn't be doing it. She has to feel loved. I'm not saying you shouldn't do anything about it. I'm not, it's not the point here. Don't walk away saying, Oh, Rabbi Greenfield said, I shouldn't do anything about it. My wife is not tenua. Connected halacha, I shouldn't do anything. I didn't say not do anything about it. I say try other things. Try other things, meaning try maybe through a and through a Rav. Maybe you can learn halachas with her. Not, oh, let's learn halachas. Duh, obviously I know what you want. But let's learn a, a Sefer about whatever Sefer it is. And maybe in the middle of the Sefer, it talks about tzniyas, right? And then you'll go through it and then she'll chap the halacha. Whatever way where you're not hurting your feelings, the first thing you have to think about before you give your wife musr or your husband musr is, am I going to hurt my husband's feelings? I'm gonna, am I going to hurt my wife's feelings? Is this going to create distance between us? Are we going to feel far apart from each other where we're going to feel like, who do you think you are? Is my wife going to feel loved by my comment? Is my husband going to feel loved by my comment? If the answer is no, do not give out Plain, flat out musr. It's not going to work. It's not musr. It's, it's unacceptable. You know, I want to tell you something. It's a famous story. I'm getting worked up over here because it, 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 it gets to me. It really does get to me. You know, Baruch Hashem, again, we spoke about it last week, and maybe I'm, like a, maybe I'm a little OCD with it, right? That why, okay, I got tremendous feedback. There's that one or two people who texted me, and I spoke to both of them. Baruch Hashem, we worked it out. I was like, you have to get it right. I don't know. Which is she? I'm sorry, go speak to a gadol. Speak to a gadol. Speak to a rav. Speak to your paisik. This is not a chacha. So, you know, famous story. I think it was a Chafetz Chaim. They came to the Chafetz Chaim. They were telling him in Baranovich, I think it was, that some people are not keeping Shabbos. People aren't being Shemesh Shabbos. And Baranovich is a big problem. Chil Shabbos. And they were trying to tell the people, give them Musa, but nothing was working. I called the Chafetz Chaim. I think it was a Chafetz Chaim. And he... It was, a couple, it was a long train ride to get to Baranovich, to, to make a long story short. It was a whole thing. And he, he went himself. He picked himself up and went to Baranovich to, 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 to give them what real Teichacha was. And he was able to impact and motivate. Here's the key word. Not control. Motivate all these Mechale Shabbos to start keeping Shabbos. He was able to motivate them. How did he do it? How was the Chafetz Chaim able to motivate all these people to start keeping Shabbos? He didn't go in there and slamming them and telling them, well, you're doing a Zasar, you're going to go to Gehenim, how dare you do that? That's not, that's not the way he did it. It didn't work like that. What he did was in there, he walked in there, and he held their hands, and he just was crying. And they saw this old man crying, and they were wondering, what is getting him? And they felt his pain. They felt his real empathy. And the message was the following, I love you. I care for you. You're my fellow Jew. And you're being Mechala Shabbos. I feel horrible for you. I feel horrible for you. I have so much empathy for you. I love you. That was the message the Chafetz Chaim sent to these Mechala Shabbos and Baranovich. And you know something? They started keeping Shabbos. They started keeping Shabbos. Why am I saying this, Maisa? Because that's Teichacha. That's Teichacha. So you're going to tell me, what's oh, Nias? Well, how about Shabbos? Is Shabbos not important? Chavetz Chaim could have gone there blasting them. They tried blasting them. It didn't work. When it came out of love, that's when it worked. That's how it should be in your houses, ladies and gentlemen. If you have something to say to your husband or to your wife about halacha, make sure it comes out of love. And I'm, and I'm going to add this. 
some of these issues are trigger issues, and you know good and well that if you're going to bring it up, no matter what you're going to say, it ain't coming from love. It's not coming from love, and they're not going to feel it's coming from love. Why? Because they felt berated about it, especially when it comes to many women who've been hearing shmuzin and tough halacha shiurim, and you're not allowed, and you're not allowed, and you're not allowed, and you're not allowed all their lives, and now they're hearing it from their husband. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear. But if it comes from a loving place, then maybe it'll be different. If it comes from a loving place, sometimes it can't come at all. Like I'm saying, it can't come at all. So what do you do? You're dressed in a way that you like. Oh, wow, you look so beautiful. So Wow. Or maybe through a rav, through a rebetzin, maybe learn halachas with her. And if you tried everything, so what am I supposed to do, Rabbi Grieville? I tried everything and nothing is working. Then you know what? Go ask your paisik. Go ask a gadol. Go ask a gadol. Ask a gadol. I tried everything. What should I do? I have to give Musa. I just tell her plain down. What you're doing is Asa, right? I tell her, Asa, 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 Gummer, right? Is that going to work? Ask the Gadol. See what he answers you. See how he answers you. Is that the way she was when she got married? I, I don't know. I'm not a Gadol. I can't answer that. But ask a Gadol. Don't go just shooting off your mouth and giving her Musa. It's going to break apart the relationship. Or she's going to listen to you because she's forced to listen to you. And she'll feel resentful to you. Okay, now, moving on. Moving on over here. So that's, 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 that's number one. That's number one. Uh, I want to talk about something else also. Oh, no, sorry. Oh, bu- 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 yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Men, yeah, right? I want to talk to ladies too. Okay, ladies, ladies, ladies. If you see that your husband is not doing something, but is going connected halacha. Going connected halacha. And again, first, number one, and by the way, I'm talking to men also about this. Number one, could you please find out if it's really against halacha? Did you just hear what I just said? This is very important. Could you please find out if it's really connected halacha? Because some of these things that you might think is halacha is not halacha. It's chumrah, it's minhig, it's something else, but it's not halacha. So number one, find out, trust me, because I've been involved with a lot of couples with this issue, and then we'd, we'd speak to Gedalel, and we speak to Paisik, and we'd be like, actually, it's not the halacha, it's a chumrah. So why don't you find out from your Paisik, and, and of course, those of us who are from realize, you know, you might ask one person, he might tell you one thing. You might ask another person, he might tell you another thing. You know what? You have your Paisik, you have your Rav, go ask your Paisik, go ask your Rav, go ask your Gadol. Ask them if this is really the halacha. That's number one, that's the halacha. While you're there, you can also ask them, can I just tell my wife flat out that it's us? But in any case, fine. Number one, ladies, you find, your husband's not wearing tefillin. Chas v'shalom, chas your husband is not wearing tefillin. Fine, stop wearing tefillin. And you're like, shot, you're flabbergasted. He just goes to work without wearing tefillin. What do I do with my husband? Boy. Okay, listen to me. Here's what you do. Ladies, you have a different type of leverage. You have a different type of leverage. That leverage is call the satisfaction leverage. Your husband has a burning, let's call it need, to know that you're happy. If you're upset, if you're forbittered, if you're tzibrachin, your, your husband's going to feel very bad about it. I know that you feel the same thing about your husband, but it's different from the men because the men sort of, was an achievement, man's achievement-based person, he's going to feel like, the fact that you're not happy like you did something wrong is, by the way, it doesn't be conscious, it's subconscious that we feel that, why is my wife so upset? Why is my wife so upset? What did I do? Well, how can I cheer her up? I want to cheer her up. I want to make her happy. I don't want my wife to be upset. And if you use that as leverage, ladies, you can get a lot. I, I speak about it on my request show and I want to talk about it when it comes to Musser. Here's a suggestion for you. 
And I'm not talking about hot topics. The same way I said to the men, I'm not talking about hot topics, trigger issues. I'm not talking about hot topics, trigger issues for you either. But let's say your husband, you know, good example, okay? He's not going to, he's not going to mincha with a minion. Not going, right? Not going mincha with a minion. So, tell your husband, tell your husband, you can say to him, but I don't say you're not I don't chap, you're not going to Minyan anymore. You always went to Minyan for Mincha. I don't stand. What's shot? How can you do that? It's us. Like, whatever. It's not always going to work, ladies. Probably it won't work. He might just do it once or twice to make you happy, but that's not motivating him. That's really controlling him. That's telling him that he's, that he's not good. No good. You're no good. You're bad, right? Try this. Try this. Use, use what I said so as far as making happy is leverage. Say to your husband. First of all, defend him. Say to him, Moshe, Yaakov, Shimon, Shlomo. I know how busy your day is. I know. I, 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 you have a really busy day. No, you defend him before he defends himself. Defend him. Then, you know what? Accept rejection if you can't. If you can't do this, I'll try to understand. Because if you can't understand, he's not going to minion, right? But I'll, try to under, I'll, try, I'll try to understand. But it'll make me so happy if tomorrow, or if one day, this depends where he's holding with the Miyanim, right? Tomorrow you dive in, if tomorrow, you know, if you have a chance to dive with Mincha with the it'll make me really happy. Now, be, even be careful with this statement, because it might trigger your husband, and then you have to use other ways. But this is something that might actually work. It might actually work. And the reason I say this is because your husband has a desire to make you happy. So even if he doesn't do it because it's the halacha, because that's their chatars, that's what Kadesh Baruch wants, which he should do, so he's doing it in Shalai Lishma, and we talk Shalai Lishma, Balishma. So you know he's doing Shalai Lishma. And at, and at the end of the day, a lot of these things, he sort of knows subconsciously he's doing something wrong. He knows that, but okay, he's going to argue with you. He's going to argue. But if he's going to start doing it for you, who cares? Let him do it for you. Who cares? So he's doing it for you, and then he goes to Mincha with the minion. You see, later on, you come, you say, you know, I know he's down with Mincha with the minion. It made me so happy. I don't know. It just makes me happy. That's it. Thank you so much. It made me happy. Now you're going to tell me, uh, my husband's not going to work with my husband, Rabbi Greenfield. You don't know my husband. It's not going to work with him. I'm telling you, he's very sensitive with anything. I tell him about anything. Okay, ladies, ladies, I heard this a million times over. And you know why you're saying that? Because you've only tried it once. Or you've only tried it twice. Yes. This is the way to do it. I can almost guarantee you. You try this three times, you will see. Because the first time, he's probably not going to do it just to test you subconsciously whether you really love him and you don't love him. Trust me. You know, as, 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 as sensitive as women are, men are very sensitive too. Very, very sensitive. It might not be carbs, it might be a different type of thing, like the Gemara says, but men are plenty sensitive. Plenty, plenty sensitive, number one. They might not know how to express their emotions. They might not know how to communicate to you, but they're very sensitive. And all these tough guys, all these tough guys are very, very sensitive. And you have to be very careful, ladies, also with Ainoas Devarim. Ladies, be very careful with Ainoas Devarim when it comes to your husband, not to hurt your husband's feelings either. This is not, by the way, a one-way street. And I hope I'm not coming off with it like that. It's, this is not a one-way street where we're only talking to the men, be careful, Ainoas Devarim with your wife. No, no, no. It's both ways. Ladies, please, 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 please be careful with a nost run with your husbands because your husband, a lot of your husbands are very, very sensitive. And some of them, you know that because they're first passed and then they become aggressive, right? So be very careful with a nost run with both ends. But what I'm saying to you ladies is that when you tell your husband, I know how difficult it is for you. You have such a busy day. 
if you can't do it, I'll try not to think about it. But if you could make it, maybe you could make, you know, mincha with me and tomorrow, that'll make me very happy. Or next week, make, make me very happy one day. As long as you, now be careful. See if you're triggering him. If you're triggering him, move away from the conversation and think of another way to do it. And you could speak to a rubber or a Pisces to figure out what to do. But if you see you're not triggering him, he'll say, okay, man, whatever, I'll try, I'll see. The first time, he probably won't do it. I'm telling you, he won't do it. Second time, he may do it. He may do it, he may not do it. Third time, I'm telling you, your chances are so up there that he's going to listen to you because he wants to make you happy. And this will work only so long as after he does it, you go over to him and you say to him, by the way, I just want to tell you, I know you have a with a minion. I know how hard it is for you. I won't tell you, it made me really happy. It made me happy. I'm like, well, I don't do it for you, he'll say. Who cares? Okay, yeah, you know, I, know you don't, I know you don't do it for, you, for me, but it makes me happy. Trust me, ladies. It makes him happy, then it makes you happy, and it motivates him because that's his mission. He wants to make his wife happy. How many men I have coming into my office who say to me, I just, I just, she's just so upset. I, just make her happy. I don't know. I just, if you could just, I just want to make her happy. I, she's just so upset. She's never happy. It seems like I can never make her happy. Men complain to me. It seems like I can never make her happy. Right? And the women complain, well, it seems like he's always upset. Right? But the point of the matter is, is that ladies, you have this leverage. You have this leverage. So be careful. Be really careful. The other day I was talking to someone about walking on eggshells, okay? Walking on eggshells. Do you ever feel you're walking on eggshells in your marriage? Who said yes? Okay. okay. I, I want to tell you something like this. In a certain sense, you should feel like you're walking on eggshells in your marriage. You should. I don't mean you have every second to be so nervous. What did I say? I shouldn't say I can't talk to my wife anymore. I can't talk to my husband anymore. Like, we can't talk. It's like I'm walking on eggshells. But in a certain sense, you should feel like you're walking on eggshells. You should not get comfortable in your own house. You shouldn't. Don't feel comfortable. Like, like Ruben said, I was bringing down last week, Ruben was saying that what? Sometimes you're, you know, you have a child, your teenage child, who sometimes could be so rude at home, like, mama's like, he's chutzpedik, or she's chutzpedik to you, like, whoa, how do you speak to your parents? Then they go to someone else's house, and you speak to them, and they're like, oh, your child is so wonderful, so respectful, so, so, so careful, and so, such a, wow, such a fine child you have. And like, my child in my house, the, the kid's like, so chutzpedik to me, to my wife, you'll feel, or my, my daughter's so chutzpedik to me and my wife, you'll feel. And I'm, gosh, it shouldn't be happening in our houses, but it happens sometimes, right? And you think, what's going on? Because you know what? Because in your house, they feel comfortable. In the other house, they don't feel comfortable. So in a certain sense, it's good that, that, that your children are feeling comfortable. But you should not feel comfortable with your husband. Your husband should not feel comfortable. What I mean by comfortable is to blurb it all out. Just to say whatever you want, like a friend. Oh, you were doing this also, you shouldn't do that. Or uh, giving, here's another example. A lot of, you know, men and women, but I see more by men. Men are giving their wives opinions, right? Why are you doing that? You should do the other thing. Uh, why are you cutting it like that? Why don't you add salt? And it's constant opinion, opinion, opinions. Well, I mean, if you're my friend, I could tell you. My Azer Connecto, I could tell you. No, 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 you're going to hurt her feelings. You have to be careful of an ask for him. Well, I have to walk, like, I have to walk like, on eggshells in my marriage? Yes. In a certain sense, yes. We have to walk on eggshells in our marriage. So then you'll say to me, Rabbi Greenfield, that's a marriage I can't even talk. No, it's not a marriage you can't even talk. That's like saying that's a life I can't even eat because I always have to make a bracha before I eat. Yeah, think about it. Every time you eat, you make a bracha. Do you think twice about it? It just automatically. So you're, in a certain sense, you're walking on eggshells. You're making a bracha. Oh, that's not, okay, how about another one? How about crossing the street? How about crossing the street? When you cross the street, the first time the little child crosses the street, you teach him the first time how to, okay, right? Okay, turn this way, turn that way, and that's how you cross the street. So 
the beginning, the child's like walking on eggshells before they're crossing the street. Well, it's a very serious matter. Of course you're walking on eggshells before you cross the street. Because if you don't walk on eggshells before you cross the street, chas v'shalom, you, you could get hurt. It's a very serious issue. Similarly in your marriage. Similarly in your marriage. You have to look at both sides before you cross the street. That's what I'm saying. So you're, you're walking on eggshells in your marriage, but you'll get used to it. I, do you feel now that you're walking on eggshells every time you cross the street? No, I look both ways and I cross the street. But there's a certain feeling in your heart before you cross the street. You're a little bit careful. I don't want to get hurt. I make sure there are no cars. I got to be very careful. That's the feeling you have to have in your marriage. Not that you shouldn't cross the street. We cross the street all the time. But you got to be careful of how you say it. We don't just postulate our opinions because that's why I feel you're doing something wrong. Gemara breaks down when it's actually when it talks about Mila de Besa, things that have to do with the house, we have to trust our wives. Something to do with the house. So something to do with the, with the relationship with one of the kids or something that she's cooking or something that's going on in the house. Mila de Besa, trust her opinion. She, she knows. She knows. Mila de Shmaya, something to do with, you know, Mila de Shmaya, trust, 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 trust your husband. Hopefully you could trust your husband. He's a Ventura. He learns. He went to Yeshiva, etc. If he didn't, okay, fine. But, the bottom line is that what? We have to be careful with the way we speak to our spouse. We have to be very, very careful with the way we speak to the house. And yes, sometimes we have to feel like we're walking on eggshells. It's not a bad thing. Actually, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. And if you're walking on eggshells long enough, you, you start learning how to walk on eggshells. It's fine. It's okay. It's really okay. That's marriage. Marriage is not feeling too comfortable. If you start feeling too comfortable with your wife or too comfortable with your husband, you're going to talk to them like a friend. They're not a friend. They're not a friend. It's a wife. And a wife you're supposed to treat like a queen. And a husband you're supposed to treat like a king. And that's the way it is. And the Ramam speaks about it. Chazal speaks about it. And what does the Gemara say? And what does the Ramam say? It says, You have to honor your wife more than you honor yourself. Why do you have to honor your wife more than you honor yourself? Because you might not be so sensitive. My wife is so sensitive, you'll feel it. My wife is so sensitive, I can't get two words in edgewise with her before she starts complaining and get feel her feelings are hurt. Her feelings are always hurt. Well, guess what? This is a Gemara. You have to honor her more than you honor yourself. The reason, though, because you're not going to care, right? So if someone comes over to you and says to you, oh, I see that you left your light on in the car. So you're not going to feel hurt about that. You'll feel like, yeah, yeah, I'm sure I didn't. But if you tell your wife, I see you left the dishes, I see you didn't get a chance to do the dishes, she'll be all upset. What do you mean? You're upset at me? Or you say to your wife something else where that'll hurt her feelings. Oh, I see you forgot the forks on the table. So she'll feel like, what do you mean? You don't appreciate me? Yeah, yeah, it's very normal. It's very normal. And the truth of the matter is they are working very, a lot of your wives are working very, very hard. Double shifts, they don't stop. They don't feel appreciated. And then you just come and you say, oh, I see, I, I see you didn't, you didn't uh, put out the forks. And ladies, I'm sorry, but I'm talking to you as well. I'm talking to you as well. Men complain to me. They feel insulted by, th by their wives as well. Where a woman could go over to a man, she says to him, I don't know why I waste my time asking you again and again. It's like a tip. I shouldn't say typical, but I've heard this complaint many times. Where women will tell their husband, I don't even know why I'm wasting my time with you, asking you again and again to clear, to clear, clear your breakfast. Or, why do I waste my time with you? Ladies, I not it's an Isser, number one. Number two, Shalom Bayis. What's more important than Shalom Bayis? That's not a comment that's going to bring you close. It's a comment that's going to make you apart. Rabbi Greenfield, come on. You come to my house and see how many times I asked my husband. How many times? And it's true. And it gets very frustrating. Ladies, I'm with you, 100%. It gets very, very frustrating. But 
listen to the chazal. Listen to this. I, I, I tell you this. I tell you what to do. I tell you what to do. You go to your husband in a good time, not where it's coming from a from I hate you type of position. I know you don't hate them, but it's a frustrating position. When you're calmer and it's better to sit down with your husband and say to him, listen, I know in the morning you eat breakfast and you're in a very big rush. I understand that you just have to go. I, I get that. Defend him. Now, oh, now he feels like you love him. Now he feels like you love him. Okay, what do you want to say, Chana? What do you want to say, Devora? What do you want to say, Sarah? So now he's listening to you. Now, because the other time he wasn't even listening to you. He just like created a wall. So now he's listening to you. Say to him, listen, I, I know it's hard, but if there's any way that you can clear the table and breakfast tomorrow morning, it'd really make me happy. It'd really make me happy. Ladies, I'm telling you, it's a world of a difference. It's, you'll see, your husband will change. Maybe not the first time, because he might be testing you. Maybe not the second time, because he might be testing you again, but I could almost guarantee you, not for sure, but almost gar guarantee you, that what, after three times of saying it, not like every day after day, maybe try three weeks, you'll see eventually when he does it, you put him on the pedestal, and one, again, thank you for clearing the table. It made me so happy. Not it made the kids happy. You have to do it. You're not a slob. That's the way to live. What are you, a chazer? No, no. Just to say, it made me really happy. And yes, it's important. It's important to feel that I don't feel so comfortable with you. You're my husband. I can't just say it as it is. You're my wife. I can't just say it as it is. I have to be careful when I speak to you. I have to walk on eggshells. That's what marriage is all about, number one. Number two, I want to be loving. And even though I don't feel loving right now because I'm upset, I had stress, or I'm hungry, or I'm angry, I'm going to work to be loving right now. And I might have to fake it a little bit, maybe a little faking. But you know what? I'm going to be loving. By the way, I don't have time to talk about it today, but I just want to mention to you, you don't know how important this is in the midst of an argument. Not that anybody has arguments, right? But for those of us who find ourselves in the middle of an argument with our spouse, a heated discussion, argument, tit for tat, it's a whole different class. I'm just throwing this at you because it's an important skill. And this is really more from the men than the women. I'll explain some other time why I'm, why I'm you know, aiming at the men now. But if you could switch the conversation in the middle of the tit for tat and just reassure your wife, empathize with your wife, be there for your wife, just like completely switch the conversation somewhere in the middle, just all of a sudden be loving to her, I'm telling you, you can end the, you can end the fight right there and then because that's all your wife wants, just to feel loved. She just wants to feel loved. She just wants to feel like you care about her. She wants to feel that you empathize with her. That's what, that's what she wants to feel. Now, ladies, the truth is I'm talking to you as well, but more from the men because I see the problem. We'll talk it on a different show. But th the truth of the matter, it works both ways. Emotions are not only a, a, something that a woman has. Emotions are that men has as well. And by the way, some of your husbands are more sensitive than you. You know, Those of you who know, there are so, you know, it, I have to be careful because I really don't want to stereotype, meaning there, this, there's no absolute. There is no absolute. A, a, I'm sure any guddle will tell you that as well. There's no absolute. No one's going to tell you that every woman is more sensitive than her husband. It doesn't work. Sometimes there are men that are more sensitive than their wives. Oh, yeah, 100%. They might not cry, but they'll take it out maybe through anger, frustration, screaming at you. I'm telling you, all the screaming in the house, it all is coming from hurt. Stonewalling, it all is coming because I feel so hurt. So this is the way I act when I'm hurt. And a lot of the times, this is what I saw when I grew up. When I grew up, I saw my father screaming at my mother, and therefore I'm just acting the same way. Not because I decided this morning I'm going to do it. No, no, no. Nobody wants to be like their father and mother. If that's the way their father and mothers are. And of course, you can't blame the fathers and mothers. They've seen it. It's multi-generational. Who knows where it comes from? But 
we just fall into these autopilots doing the exact many times doing the exact same thing that our parents did screaming stonewalling ignoring you know these are these are we're triggered and that's the way we act so we have to be very 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 careful with that very 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 careful with that do I have to remind you again and again to clean up after yourself, the woman says to her husband? Do I have to remind you again and again to clean up after yourself? Right? But I'm upset, Rabbi Greenfield. Why can't I just say that to my husband? I'm upset. I have to let it out. What? What does that mean? You're because, so you, have to, you can't control yourself? Sometimes a woman's just got to let it out. What? I don't, I don't, I don't think, I don't think, that's not the Derech HaTayra. That's not what Chazal tell us. Chazal is telling us to treat your husband with respect like a king. This is the way, well, he doesn't treat me. That's true. That's true. So you know what? Right now you're very upset. So I say to you, what I say to the men, is just leave the premises. You're not ready right now. You had a hard day. Take the kids to the doctor. Got into a fight with your mother. Who knows what happened? There's so many things that could have happened to you. You had a really hard day. Legit, legitimately speaking, you had a hard day. You have every right to feel upset. I'll repeat myself. You have every right to feel upset. Okay, fine but you don't have every right to speak upset, to speak with hate, to speak, not with hate, but to speak with like nerves and, and, and short-tempered. Just, no, I'm sorry. Leave the premises. Husbands, if your wives are like that, they're wearing their hats. Don't take them seriously. Women, husbands are like that, they're wearing their hats. Take them seriously. We all have our own mission. We all have our own mission, but the most important mission, ladies and gentlemen, is to be loving in your houses. Be loving. I'm telling you, so many of the problems, I'm telling you, I'm working with people, Baruch Hashem, so many of the problems could go away. Just be loving. Ladies, if your husbands are not doing it, start doing it with them. Hopefully they'll catch it. You know, you be soft-toned, loving. I don't know if you meant that. You probably didn't mean that, but I'm starting to, I'm starting to feel unappreciated. Here's another one, by the way. For those of you, we talk about walking on eggshells. Very, very important skill. Very, very important skill. And we're going to speak about it, you know, I guess in the future. In Mirza Shem, we're going to have workshops. I'm going to be putting out, making it available, bleeding out to everybody, but we're going to get there. But right now, I know what I feel position. So important. You know, I, I used to say, in the olden days, I'd say, in the olden days, I, we, I would say, if you feel that your husband is attacking you, do you feel he's criticizing you? Do you feel unappreciated? Say to him, I feel unappreciated by that comment. I feel attacked by that comment. I don't feel comfortable with that comment. Such an important skill in your house, I'm telling you, as opposed to what you say. I, I didn't do the dishes. Why don't you do it yourself? Don't go on autopilot. Either do it for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, do it for your spouse, or do it for yourself. Man, I'm talking to you too. Either do it for Hashem, do it for your wife, or do it for yourself. You'll be a happier camper. If the Kedusha in your house doesn't mean a lot to you, so do it for yourself, right? If I was speaking, speaking to people who they don't, can't relate to Kedusha, I would say do it for yourself. Do it for yourself. That what? Say to your husband, say to your wife, I don't, I, I don't feel, I feel like I'm being attacked by that comment. I feel unappreciated by that comment. That was very hurtful to me. I call it flingish. Speak flingish. Talk about your feelings. I know you're putting yourself in a vulnerable position. I know that your spouse can say, well, I don't care. Well, if that's the case, then <laughs> you should get help. But, but if your spouse is not going to say that, and if you, and, uh, you've spoken to your spouse about that, you're going to be doing this. Vichulu. Say, I, I, I feel like I'm being attacked. I, that, that, that was very hurtful. And that was the methodology that I, I, I've told people a very long time to use. And, and it helps. It helps. It helps. But I've added, ladies and gentlemen, I've added. I've added another shtickle to this. Very important piece. Because I see this, another piece that can even help even more. And I'm afraid to tell it to you right now. I really am. The reason I'm afraid to tell it to you because sometimes when I talk about skills and tools, it's like, you know, there's an ish, tafasta maruba, like tafasta. 
if you if you grab too much, you're not gonna grab. So I'm like, okay, that's the simplest thing is if you're not doing if you if you're just getting to fights with your husband, with your wife, you say, I feel like I'm being attacked. Okay, that's the simplest way. But you know what works even better? Let me tell you what works even better. And you should eventually do this. What I call I know but I feel position. The I know but I feel position. So, gentlemen, if your wife says to you, you know, do I have to remind you again and again to clean up after yourself? And you really feel like, whoa, why is she talking like this? Don't stonewall. Don't walk away in disgust. Don't look at her like, whatever. You could say to her, I know you don't mean that, but I feel like I'm being attacked. And that works much better. And I'll tell you why. Because that doesn't put her on the defensive. Because if you, sometimes you'll say, I feel like I'm being attacked. Most of the time she'll get it. But sometimes she'll say, well, I'm not attacking you. I'm, not, I'm just telling you because you're not whatever. So of course, repeat, I feel like I'm being attacked. I feel like I'm being attacked. But you know what works even better? I know you don't mean that, but I feel like I'm being attacked. Because now you're saying, I don't mean that. And I, she's going to come, some sort of comeback. If she does, just repeat. I know you don't mean that, but I'm telling you how I'm feeling. Maybe we could discuss it another time. Ladies, the same thing with your husbands. When your husbands, ladies, I'm so happy you're listening to me because this is so important. When your husband comes to you and he says to you, Rachel, you forgot to put out the forks, right? You prepare for Shabbos. You work so hard on the Shabbos table. You prepare it and you try to have everything, you know, beautiful dishes, which you washed, and the napkins, and the flowers, and you put everything so nice, so you forgot the forks, and all he has to tell you is, uh, Rachel, you forgot the forks, and you feel, you feel hurt, you feel hurt, so if you're, if you're getting into fights with him, the most simplest thing to do is say to him, I feel like I'm being attacked, I feel like I'm being attacked, but you know what works even better, is the I know, but I feel position, I know you don't mean it, but I feel like I'm being attacked, and I'll tell you why I'm adding this little stickle, ladies, I'll tell you why, because your husbands are going to get on the defensive. You say to him, I feel like I'm being attacked. I'm not attacking you, but that's the way I feel. But I'm not attacking you, but that's the way I feel. Okay, hopefully it'll end like that. But what works even better is to say to your husband, I know you don't mean it, but I feel like I'm being attacked. Because now you're saying, I'm not saying you're a horrible person, but I'm telling you how I feel. Now, ladies, when you're listening to me right now, you might be thinking to yourself, Greenfield, my husband is a horrible person for saying that to me. He shouldn't say that to me. That's true. But I'm telling you what works. And I'm telling you that in your mind, you can genuinely find a place to say to him, I know you don't mean to. You might be frustrated. You might be hungry. I know you don't mean to, but I'm feeling like I'm being attacked. And that works even well. There's actually an extension for this, which we don't have time to speak about today. Uh, definitely it's going to be on the workshops in Mitzvah but hopefully on a different show as well. Thank you so much for listening. If you have comments, feedback, if you want to say, my number. I probably won't pick up. You could try calling me, but text is better. 917-397-2841. 917-397-2841. Thank you for listening. Have an amazing, amazing week. Kaltov.